And I think that's what's important to recognize with anybody in the BIPOC space doing this activism. We're all maybe on different paths, but we're working towards that end goal of ending systemic racism. You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with David Louch and Jason Hunt. Our mission with this show is to discuss all things business, digital marketing, sales, and mindset. It's our hope to empower entrepreneurs to get the most from their efforts so that they can focus on what they do best. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Merge Marketing Podcast. My name is David, co-host and producer, along with my partner, Jason Hunt. And today you're listening to episode number 64. We have a powerful duo on the show today. We have Denise and Queen from the Guelph Black Heritage Society. The Guelph Black Heritage Society was formed after the Brit British Methodist Church was listed for sale in November 2011. This historical stone church was built in 1880 by formerly enslaved black individuals and their descendants who reached Canada via the famed Underground Railroad. Today, under the stewardship of the Guelph Black Heritage Society, the renamed Heritage Hall acts as a cultural center. Denise currently serves as the volunteer president and treasurer of the Guelph Black Heritage Society. A proud Jamaican Canadian with a passion for history and education, Denise is looking forward to the end of the pandemic so that she can continue her travels to learn more about Black history in Canada and abroad. And we have Queen. She is the leader of the Guelph BML protest and the executive director and social justice initiatives coordinator for the Guelph Black Heritage Society and is honored to be a role model in her city. Denise and Queen, thank you so much for being here today and welcome to our show. Thank you for having us. All We're right. so excited to be here. Yes, we are too. So um, today, as Jason mentioned, we're going to be talking about how to bring awareness to a cause, which these two women have done a great job with um, in Guelph and the surrounding area. So uh, let's start off with um, either Denise or Queen. If you could explain a little bit more for our listeners about what type of events the uh, GBHS puts on and ultimately what the purpose of the organization is. Sure. So the purpose of the organization is to uh, promote Black culture and heritage in Guelph, Wellington, and also talk about histories that are uh, stories and issues that are important to Black Canadians, not just in our community, but across Canada. Um, during pre-COVID, we were doing a little bit more at our facility Heritage Hall. We would host various events, uh, cultural events during Black Heritage Month, Emancipation Day, and throughout the year. So people could learn more about our Black culture and heritage and, and, um, and also, also learn. Uh, as well, the building was used for, uh, by various community groups uh, uh, as meeting space. And we even hosted weddings and other things as well, too. You know, since COVID a year ago, we've pivoted and we've done um, quite a few online events. We hosted one socially distanced event last August, but we're back to moving things online as the uh, as public health regulations change and uh, we're forced to, to be back online again. Awesome. Uh, Queen, maybe you can shed some light because I know you're the social guru behind the Guelph Black Heritage Society. Maybe you can shed some light on some of the channels that you're using and how you're leveraging those channels to bring that awareness to the cause. Absolutely. You know, I think it's just so important that people understand that a lot of this work has to come internally as well. There's a ton we need to 
do on our own in terms of research, but we have tons of ways that we can leverage opportunities of education, whether that be through Guelph Black Heritage, we have a great resources, our top 100 resources, our upcoming anti-racism summit, but there's also these like brilliant, brilliant people doing really hard work across the board that you can follow and engage with on social media platforms, people like Salem Debs, people like uh, Nazra Hussein, uh, people like Marie Beach. She's from the United States and she puts out some amazing content that really helps us stay engaged and aware about some of the things that are happening. And I think it's important that you just start following and engaging during these kind of virtual times. Um, it can be hard to stay connected, kind of networking outside, but there's so many ways to support the cause, support grassroots organizations, support Guelph Black Heritage, and then even support people like um, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, which is different from us, but definitely um, we're on you know, two different paths towards the same goal. And I think that's what's important to recognize with anybody in the BIPOC space doing this activism. We're all maybe on different paths, but we're working towards that end goal of ending systemic racism. How have you uh, went out and and attracted these influencers that you speak about? Um, to I, I figure it's a pretty easy ask to talk to these influencers to get them on board uh, with the cause. But do you have any tips or tactics on how you're engaging with them to get them uh, to become a part of the event? I feel like I'm pretty blunt, uh, <laughs> to say the least. I see Denise nodding her head. I think like you just have to be really honest and genuine and true um, and be honest about the feelings that you're also impacted by. People connect with the stories. Um, Guelph Black Heritage Society for years, we're coming up on our 10th uh, anniversary, has been telling these amazing stories from you know, our porters to our cowboys to everything that's been happening in our own Queen's Bush since the early 1800s and so on. I mean, Heritage Hall itself is a little older than the incorporation of Guelph and we have to honor those things. And I think that's what keeps people interested. All this kind of history, these kind of tidbits, but then as well as being inspired by what you see happening. It's our duty as, um, educators as leaders to continue doing that role and setting an example for what that means. And I think Guelph Black Heritage has, Society has done that so well. Denise has been my constant cheerleader for those moments that I get down and we have to do that for each other. And I think that's how we continue amplifying the voice. We keep finding each other, we keep working together. More is better than zero. There's a lot of history in the in the Guelph Wellington area. I live in Fergus, and I know Fergus mm. was originally uh, Richard Pierpoint, and yeah. uh, and and he came over during the American Revolutionary War, I believe, who was helping um, helping well helping the British fight in the war. Was given a plot of land near Scotland Street in Fergus, and that entire township was based started with that. So I think there's a lot of education that 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 can come along with this. And, and maybe that's a good segue to, to my next question. Denise is talking a little bit about uh, the education and awareness and the specific event that's coming up at the end of the month. Sure. So um, one of the things that we've embarked on, as Queen alluded to, is our Change Starts Now education initiative. Through this program, uh, we're doing a whole bunch of different things from an online business directory for black owned and operated businesses to our top 100 resources, our library of black literature and to a history book about uh, Guelph, uh, black history in Guelph and Wellington. So starting at the end of the month, from Thursday, April 29th to May, Sunday, May 2nd, we're hosting a series of events. Um, it is a 
the majority of the events are, are paid, but we do have one free event, which is the Black Community Town Hall. Um, but this is a time for our community and our allies to come and learn and, and to sort of improve their education about anti-racism. It, it's not all going to be serious. We do have a bunch of uh, events that are a combination of learning some difficult discussions and also times to celebrate because so often in our community we have to you only hear the negative so we have to do some some things that are sort of fun and to celebrate what all that we are so uh did you want me to talk about specific events that we're hosting or uh um, maybe you dive into a little bit about some of the uh keynote speakers uh sure. at the summit um, so our first event would be the Black Community Town Hall, and we're hosting this in uh, coordination with the City of Guelph. The City of Guelph is working on a plan to eliminate systemic racism. So this is going to be a place for our Black community to feel safe, to talk about uh, issues that are affecting us. Uh, the uh, One of the other things that I'm very excited about is a film called John Weir Reclaimed, and that's on Friday, April 30th. Um, it's about uh, John Ware, who was one of the first black cowboys out West. I know growing up here, you never hear much about what happened in the West Coast of Canada. So uh, just my own sort of personal history, when I found out the story about John Ware, it, it really fascinated me. He is a cowboy that came up from the States, one of the first black people in the in what is now the Calgary area. And the racism and the... And the um, all the trauma that he dealt with. So filmmaker Shel Fogo, uh, she'll actually be joining us for a Q&A after we do the screening of the film. We're doing some banking presentations with CIVC. Uh, the Freedom Fet is what I talked about, uh, one of the ways that we celebrate our culture and happiness and all that we've um, accomplished. We have our Nighthawks panel discussion, and we're also talking about one of our new initiatives uh, called My Place in This World, where, where we're collaborating with the teacher, Lorraine Harris, to talk about Black history, because Black history should be taught in school year-round, not just within the 28 days of Black Heritage Month. So, And we will end our summit on Sunday with a, with a workshop by Unlearn. And that will, it's talking about anti-bias training and, and ways that we can change and improve. So we've got a series of 11 events over the course of the weekend, and we're so excited about this coming up. That's awesome. We'll provide links to this in uh, in the show notes along with the comments as well, if you are interested in attending that virtual event. Awesome. Yeah, that is great. And so let's, let's just expand on it a little bit more. And I kind of want to touch on Denise or Queen, whoever's better to answer this, the uh, the sponsorships and strategic partner side of things for for your cause and, and how you approach that and um, how you vetted them, how you reached out to them, how you determined if they were going to be a, a good fit for, you, for your cause as a sponsor or strategic partner. Um, can you talk to that side of it? You know, when we're looking at the world of sponsorship, it's really important, especially as an organization such as ourselves, to have the same morals and values and missions and goals as anyone that we're working with. Um, when we talk about anti-racism, it's important that we're actually taking a deep dive into corporations and businesses and taking a really good look at what they're doing. What are they doing to make active and tangible change? Um, but also, where is their representation and, and how are they trying to make a difference for the BIPOC community? So for that, that piece sometimes doesn't always happen for all organizations. With an organization with such a strong mission statement as ourselves, it is very important. And, and then I think when we look at it, it's 
important to find the money at the end of the day. It is important to also find the money alongside those values. Uh, for us, you know, CIBC was a really great relationship that came from a really bad experience. Um, something that I really appreciated was you know, the customer service, the representation, the conversation to get to know us beyond um, just our roles here at GBHS and understanding what our community needs are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we look even deeper at some of like the Congress of Black Women and the uh, CCAWR, those are just beautiful partnerships that we've had for I don't know, Denise, years and years and years, these partnerships yeah. have been going Since on. Since the beginning. Yeah. And, and, and they've been such a vital space for GBHS as a supporting organizations. Um, Denise, do you have anything else to add to this? Um, I would say, I would so agree with you. It's so important that we find people and organizations that are like-minded to us who share the same values. And there's so many ways that we can support, that others can support. Uh, sure, money is good, but it's other ways that they can provide services that can help us to promote our vision, to promote our mission. Uh, just like how we're we're working together with Merge, who are helping us with our technical aspects, uh, because we focus on our we we focus on our sort of our, our social justice. This is what this event is about. But we need people behind the scenes that can help us share our message, can help us get it out there. We don't have the technical expertise, nor do we. Um, I, I'll be honest, nor do I want to have it. So that's why, we, <laughs> that's why we need people who are helping us in so many ways to amplify our message and amplify our voices throughout the community. Awesome. That's great advice. And, and uh, Queen, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, and it's totally fine if you don't want to dive into this, but you had mentioned your, your relationship with CIBC and how it started off on the wrong foot. Um, was that personally or was that uh, with your with your organization and the society and, and what 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 happened and how was it solved? So actually, CIBC came in to save the day from another bank. Okay. Um, CIBC was never actually in the wrong, which is great, um, and have been really open to seeing ways that they can also improve, which has been really helpful. Um, they came in to save the day from a bank that, honestly, I've personally had bad experience with. We just, it, we had to go to Twitter to get, you know, um, the things that we needed done. And I think GBHS as a whole, and I know myself, is really tired of having to go to social media outlets like Twitter to get things resolved from corporations. Um, and it was such a given to switch over to CIBC with Denise's previous great history with them. Um, and I ended up switching all my personal over because of that experience and my business. And that was important to me. I needed someone who was a voice for me when I couldn't necessarily be a voice for myself. Just like Denise said, we needed merge because we can't necessarily or want to do that. Um, I needed someone who was financially advising, financially supporting. Um, but then, you know, when we look at retributions and that conversation, it's not just financial, it's emotional, it's physical, it's mental. And all those spaces, that was something not only CIBC, but a majority of our sponsors were giving back to us is all that sectors. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And, you know, for the for the listeners out there today, I want to kind of bring things back and really go full circle because you have two two women here that are, are running an amazing organization. And, and for the most part, it's it's nonprofit from my understanding. Um, so I want to put it into context because th this can apply to a lot of businesses out there that are for profit, um, mm -hmm. like ours, for example, because there's there's initiatives that all businesses want to do internally to bring awareness to to something specific or to a cause that they want to uh, raise awareness for and and the the things that we've talked about today in terms of how to do that through through social media through sponsorships and partnerships and and whatnot all apply to to businesses even if you're you're running a cause for a month every single year um yeah it definitely applies and i love the part about vetting uh, your, your partnerships as well. That is, that is huge because a lot of people will probably just go wherever the money is. But, um, I think across the board, it's really important to, to have some sort of vetting process, especially for, uh, for you both, because, um, I'm sure as you noticed, when things went down several months ago, everybody was the first to make a, uh, a blackout post. But when you really dig into what those organizations are actually doing for the black community, I would probably venture to say nine times out of 10, not so much. So um, for you guys, it must've been really important to make sure that they were doing stuff for, for your community. Is your marketing budget being put in the right place? And are you seeing an ROI on your marketing endeavors? You know, there's a good chance if you're only focusing on one channel, could be social media or putting all of your budget into Google ads, you're probably not seeing the return that you could potentially get by having an omni-channel marketing approach. Here at Merge Media, we have specialists in each of those areas, all under one roof, collaborating together in one space. The SEO team is talking to the social team. The social team's talking to the AdWords team and they're talking to the website team all at the same office, same desk under one roof. There's such an opportunity to that, which is why I merged my company and that was to better service our clients. If you think this might be a good fit for you or you're just not seeing the ROI on your marketing campaigns right now, then let's have a discussion and let's see if there's a fit. I wanted to touch on quickly because I know a lot of our audience are, are business owners, small business owners, entrepreneurs, and they have their own challenges and, and receive objections in the industries that they're in. Um, maybe uh, Queen or Denise, maybe you can shed light on some of the challenges that you guys have, have had to face by bringing awareness to a cause and, and how you overcame those challenges. I can start it off and then Queen can follow it up. I think the one thing people don't realize is the sheer amount of work that it takes. We are doing this, as, you, as you've mentioned, it's not because we're making any money. We're primarily a volunteer organization. It's the passion that we have to succeed. Many people are surprised that we're doing all this stuff and uh, we're all volunteers. And it's because we have the passion for what we are working on. And that's what you need to do to make your to make anything successful. You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people who will support your cause, who will be your ally, who will be there when it's not too popular. And, and that's the biggest thing. And also the biggest thing for us too, I believe in planning or I call it visioning. You have to have a goal of what you want to accomplish. 
I'm always got, I've got a notebook or I use the notes on my phone or Queen always has a notebook too, that we have so many ideas. And so we're constantly planning what is the next thing that we want to do. That sometimes we forget that we need to savor our successes because we're constantly looking forward because we know that we can accomplish so much through hard work and dedication and also with the support of our community. Yeah, that was so beautifully said. And it makes me a bit emotional because Denise has been my cheerleader through so many challenges that we've faced this year. Um, we've had a lot of success and a lot of amazing community partners and amazing people who have held us up during these times. But we face tons of challenges and not necessarily challenges all organizations face, like your you know, financial problems during COVID, the stress of COVID in general, but like you know, vandalism, messages of inappropriate behavior, racism, the amount of you know, messages I get on my Instagram or social media platforms of hatred is exhausting. You know, it's really easy to ignore, but it also just plays a role in the work you do. Um, and, and so we see these challenges. We Heritage Hall has seen vandalism before, you know, this movement started, you know, after this movement started, and it will maybe see it again, which is so unfortunate. And and we've seen personal attacks on our people from bullying to you know even adults being threatened and these are things we see every single day whether it's happening in our own day-to-day -day life or whether you're seeing it on the media it's what's happening for us so that challenge that kind of weight is so important to um, take time for yourself as denise spoke to um, but there's also something that Denise says all the time that like I really keep with me as an entrepreneur and as someone who has been a mentee in the learning is always go big. Um, you know, ask for big because they can just say no and give you a different request. You know, don't play small in this world, play big. And um, that really will take you somewhere because look how far GBHS has come um, with the work that we've done as we've refused to play small. I love it. Uh, that, that's amazing. And and I think, uh, you know, definitely you guys are on a different level, probably with the, the backlash and challenges that you have to face. Obviously, your inbox queen, as you're talking about, there are businesses out there that deal with certain challenges along those lines as well. Um, you know, whether it's a meat company getting backlash from anti meat people or vegans and things like that. So mm -hmm. it happens in other industries. But um, I guess my question is, does something like that, and I think it's a pretty easy answer, what, does it discourage you or does it fuel the passion? Honestly, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, it, at first, I will tell you, we've faced quite a few challenges with uh, vandalism, threats to our members, negative social media posts. And it is discouraging, but it also, it also encourages, us, encourages us because they're thinking we must be doing something right if people feel the need to fight back like this. We are, we are attracting attention, we're bringing attention to our cause, we're amplifying our voices. Uh, one of the things I keep in mind is that our organization was sort of built on the history of the Underground Railroad, and Harriet Tubman is one of our biggest figures. And one of her most famous quotes is, every great dream begins with a dreamer. So we always have to be constantly dreaming. And when we get discouraged, I think back to our dream 10 years ago, sitting around a kitchen table is what we wanted this organization to be. And we've accomplished all of that and even more. So that's what I keep in mind. Amazing. 
Awesome. Yeah, there is no doubt about that you guys are facing some very unique challenges uh, that, that a lot of businesses don't have to deal with. Uh, Denise, you brought up a very important lesson earlier that uh, applies to business, but also uh, when you want to bring awareness to a cause, launch a new campaign, whatever it might be, and that is goal setting. So if if both of you could share with us what, what your big goal is right now um, with the organization or, or with your businesses, that would be great because I'm sure these goals are constantly changing, but what's the one you got uh, in your in your sites? Oh, that's so tough. <laughs> I might have to pass this to Denise first. Well, well, I have two things right now that come to mind. Um, number one is that uh, we have this beautiful facility um, that we have an outstanding mortgage on. So I would love for us to be debt free. Yeah. We're going to, because when we are debt free, then we don't have to worry about paying the mortgage. We can put more resources into our programming. And that to me is my true passion is sharing our culture. So one goal helps to accomplish the next one. Love that. I love awesome. that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. I, right. I was thinking also one of the same things, but in the in the stream of social justice, I just really want to see a new criminal reform. I just want to see a new way of looking at this world with really intersectional lens, looking at the ways we handle food security, housing, poverty, um, support for our youth, like in the list goes on and on. Um, our queer community, our BIPOC community. Um, I, I really do want to see a new way of reform, maybe a new way of constitution. That's a big, big ask, but um, uh, big goals and big goal setting as Denise has always taught me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Equality, equality across the board would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Jay, do you want to bring us home? Tell us the best way for people to, uh, to reach out and get in touch. So the best way to reach out and get in touch with Guelph Black Heritage Society, you can check us out on our website, www.guelphblackheritage.ca. Our new website, changestartsnow.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook under Guelph Black Heritage. We are not hard to find. Search for us, message us if you need support, um, but also be understanding that we are very, very busy women uh, with big goals. So, um, uh, yeah, just be considerate of that, but always reach out if you need anything. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for coming on our podcast today. And uh, we end every single episode with the same question. And I'm going to pose this one to Denise because she's El Presidente. So if you could choose <laughs> one person dead or alive to represent your brand or your society, mm -hmm. who would it be and why? Wow. Hmm. That is, a, that is a good question. <laughs> One of the thing that's, things about the GBHS is that we are built on a foundation of strong Black women. And one of the biggest, um, you know, figures in Black Canadian history that always comes back to me is Viola Desmond. Mm. The strength that she had, you know, to not give up her seat in the movie theater to sort of fight. It's, you know, it seems like a relatively small thing but 60 years later, we're still talking about her. And to show the strength and the power of that Black woman is something that we want to personify. And that's what we aspire to do. And so that's who I think would represent us so well. 
Very fitting. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And thank you again to both of you for coming on today. We wish you all the best uh, with your, your summit later on this month. We hope it goes super well and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. See ya. Awesome. Uh, you know, I really enjoy those episodes, David. Um, you know, a lot of episodes we do, as our audience knows, are very tactical and, yeah. and practical and, and how to do this and that. But those kind of episodes uh, I love as well because, we, you know, it's very thought-provoking and um, and we get into the weeds on, on specific topics like the one today. And, and I'm, I'm glad that that merged media is, is, is helping out, helping run the summit, working on the technical aspect of <laughs> launching the Change Starts Now Summit. Um, for those that are interested, go to Change Starts Now ca um, you can sign up there um, it's going to be running from april 29th to may 2nd uh, tons of events happening there um, not just for adults but for kids as well um, and um, i definitely and I, I recommend you guys go and check that out yeah definitely check it out and like you said it was a a good episode it's nice to mix one of these in every once in a while and uh and keep things local um for those of you that don't know our office is located in guelph ontario so it uh it was really meaningful for for us uh, as a brand to work with an organization that is local and um they're doing great things so um thank you all for listening today and uh, until next time don't be good be great see everybody <laughs>